Exodus 12. <clears throat> There's three things that, and as I was praying for mom the other night or other morning, I forget what morning it was now, um, well, Thursday morning, um, I was, I was going through and reading some of the scriptures and, and there's three things that he pointed out to me. And the three things are commandments, statutes, and judgments. With every commandment, there is a statute, and with every statute, there is a judgment. And I called it the trifecta because there's three of these that he wants us to learn and know. And I'm, I'm going to go through and explain by definition what they are, but it's interesting to see the difference between what a commandment is, what a statute is, and what a judgment is. They are not the th all three are not the same, but all three pertain to each other. I mean, you can't have one without the other. At the institution of a constitution, you also have a punishment. So with every every amendment, every um, commandment, every statute, you also have a remedy or a, a punishment that goes along with it. In the American Constitution, which was based on and, and derived from the Ten Commandments, but <clears throat> in the American in, uh, Constitution, for every wrong, there is a remedy, or there's supposed to be a remedy. Um, when the states got together and realized there was no remedy for the government, which the the, the Constitution was written as a means of limiting government, right. controlling government, but at the same time, when the, the uh, population screwed up or the states screwed up, there was no remedy for the people. So they instituted the 14th Amendment, which now made it for the people also. All right. So now, anybody that violates the Constitution, there is a remedy for it. Well, <clears throat> that being said, with every commandment, there is also a remedy. And that's where most people have failed, uh, including us, uh, to understand that when we break a commandment, what is the punishment for that commandment? Because knowing the punishment... It's the same thing as knowing, you know, let's say um, we know what the punishment for drinking and driving is. Not only do you lose your, your driver's license, but you could also lose your life and lose somebody else's life. That's the punishment of the law. Right. Well, in the commandment, nobody is taught the, the punishment because otherwise we wouldn't be doing it. You would think. All right. <clears throat> Exodus 12, verse 1. 
And Yahweh spake to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, Notice where they're at. They are in the land of captivity. Okay? Um, you can't get in any more captivity than we are today in America. You can't. Everything that we do has a tax, has, I mean, you have to pay for everything. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. Vehicle, land, whatever. You have to pay for it. You sneeze, you got to pay for yep. it. Yep. This month is the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak you to the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. If the household be too little for the lamb... Let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of souls every of it. Ah, take it to the number of every. Sorry, take it according to the number of the souls. How many souls are in the house? Mm -hmm. All right, not the spirits, souls. the souls. All right, there's a difference. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. There is not be anything left over. Okay. Your lamb should be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out of the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. They shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. They shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs shall they eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs and with the, with the pertinence thereof. In other words, it wasn't supposed to be tender. It was supposed to be hard to chew. All right. Nothing of it shall remain till the morning, and that which remains of it till the morning you shall burn with fire. Thus shall you eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is Yahweh's Passover. I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the, the gods or Elohim of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am Yahweh. The blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall be not be upon you to destroy you when I will smite the land of Egypt. This day should be unto you for a memorial. If you have a highlighter, I want you to highlight that. Because the word memorial means a memory. It's, it's to remain as a memory. Well, in order to keep something as a memory, you have to keep doing it over and over and over. Right. Okay? You shall keep it as a feast of Yahweh throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. All right. The word ordinance, I wrote them down here. <clears throat> it is an amendment to a law. In other words, Yahweh already had the Torah in place. It just wasn't given to them on stone yet. I love the way he thinks ahead. Oh, yeah. He's got everything all set up. Yep. But a, to, to explain this in where it makes sense, an amendment is something that's added to something else to make a remedy. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, that being said, <clears throat> it is a feast by an ordinance forever. So it, it's a feast by amendment forever. Mm -hmm. Okay? Wrong one. Seven days shall you eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your houses. Again, 
we are the house. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is leaven? Yeast. Uh, for whosoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul should be cut off from Israel. In the first day, there should be a holy convocation. In the seventh day, there should be a holy convocation. And a convocation is a meeting. It's um, basically what we do every Sabbath. Yeah, the yep. Uh, no manner of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. In other words, if you have to eat, prepare it. you got to cook it. Right. I mean, there for a long time, we were like, nobody's cooking on the Sabbath because, well, we had to go back and read this. It was like, oh, well, as long as you're eating, that's what he was explaining. You can't go up and put the roof on or something. Right. You shall observe the Feast of Unleavened Bread, for in the selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall you observe this day in your generations by an ordinance, there's that statute again, forever. <clears throat> in the first... On the 14th day of the month, that's month is Thor is italicized, so it's saying in the first, could actually say on the first, on the 14th day of the month at even, you shall eat unleavened bread until the one and 20th day of the month at even. Seven days shall there be no leaven found in your houses, for whosoever eat, eats that which is leavened, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Jew or Gentile, doesn't matter. You shall eat nothing leavened. In all your habitations shall you eat unleavened bread. Okay. Now, unleavened bread, and, and th this is my opinion, but I think this is what he was explaining to me when I read it, was that cancer is, is a yeast. Because cancer swells. It will keep growing and growing and growing. And I'm, I'm studying that out more as far as 11 goes, but uh, Deuteronomy 30th. Sugar, sugar makes you slow. Yep. And I think that's, that's why mom's going through what she's going through is because she's got way too much candida in her body. And there are some people, I mean, just naturally, um, their mom was one. She naturally built up candida. And, I mean, she was constantly having to take medicine for it because it just, it was, it was to the point where it was coming out of her skin. It was coming out of her ears. I mean, it was bad. <clears throat> um, Deuteronomy 30, verse 15. 20 or 30. Hmm? 20 or 30. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 30. 30. Yeah, 30. Verse 15, are you there? Yep. See, I have set before you this day life and good and death and evil, in that I command you this day to love Yahweh Elohim, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and Yahweh your Elohim shall bless you in the land where you go to possess it. Now, three things. Commandment. Mm -hmm. The word commandment means an order. So he set things in order via the commandments. All right. Second, the statute is an amendment to, or an, an amendment or an addition to the order. Okay. okay. 
The judgment is the Hebrew word mishpat, and it means to ju judicially decide a matter. And there are so often, so many times, that we make a decision and don't stick to it. All right. Uh, every year, every year, New Year's, everybody makes a decision what they're going to do the next year and never fall through with it. All right. A judicial decision decision means it stands forever. And it doesn't change. It doesn't change. All right. In other words, when we re let's say we repent and we all know what the word repent means. It means to make a 180 degree change. But that is a judicial decision. The decision. We are supposed to stick to that. That means if we realize, hey, like for an example with pork, if we realize that pork is a sin or to eat pork is a sin. And I turn around and eat pork. Well, I've just violated the ordinance. Mm -hmm. I just violated the, not only the commandment, but the amendment and the judgment. I should have stuck to that. All right. Because that's a stand that stands forever. That's a judicial decision. Decision. <coughs> Whatever. <coughs> uh, did I finish that? Let me read 16 again. In that I command you this day to love Yahweh Elohim, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and Yahweh Elohim shall bless you in the land whether you go to possess it. If your heart turn away so that you will not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce unto you this day that you shall surely perish and that you will not prolong your days upon the land, whether you pass over judgment or over Jordan to go to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose, that word choose is Bakar, and it means to appoint, to select, and to require. Now, obviously, our lives require life. I mean, our, our human vessels, in order to live, require life. So there are elements in this life, in this this earth realm, whatever you want to call it, that actually take away our life. Mm -hmm. All right. People don't realize that the, the blood in the body needs and requires oxygen. All right. Pork takes away from oxygen. I didn't know that. It does. There are elements within pork that actually take away the, the life from the DNA. Everything we eat somehow, in some way or in some form or another, affects our DNA. That's why we get sick. That's why we get um, diseases. That's why we get bacteria. It's all from what we eat. Well, they say your immune system, a lot of it is in your gut. Mm -hmm. Which is part of your DNA. 
Now, I don't know why a couple of years ago when I saw that liquid oxygen mm -hmm. that I got it and started taking it, something just told me you need that. Right. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, they've been spraying the air and they've deleted the oxygen from like 34% down to 26 Yep. So this is why so many people are sick. Oh, yeah. Yep. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live, that thou mayest love Yahweh Elohim, that thou mayest obey his voice, that you may cleave unto him, for he is your life. He is life. All right. And the length of your days. Literally, he is what we breathe. He is the element of life itself. So if we are breathing him, he is our life. It's only, it only makes sense to do what he said to do. You would think, yeah. I mean, with him, he is the one prolonging our days. He is the one that we live and breathe. Mm -hmm. So if we are living and breathing him, we should be keeping everything he said. Mm -hmm. Not changing it. That you may dwell in the land which Yahweh swear unto your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. You have to understand what he's saying in order to... Yep. And most of them have no understanding of it. Nope. Exodus 12 again. there verse 43 Yahweh said to Moses and Aaron this is the ordinance of the Passover this is the amendment all right there shall no stranger eat of it every man's servant that is bought for money when you have circumcised him only when he is circumcised shall you eat thereof a foreigner and a hired servant shall not eat it in one house shall it be eaten. You shall not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall you break a bone thereof. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. When a stranger shall, shall sojourn with thee and will keep the Passover to Yahweh, let all his males be circumcised. Let him come near and keep it, and he shall be as one that is born in the land. For no uncircumcised person shall eat it. Now, is Yehoshua our Passover lamb? Mm -hmm. That's what he said. Yeah. So we have to be circumcised in order to partake. Right? Right. Not a physical circumcision. Right. Spiritual. All right. This is where people are dying because they don't understand that when you are a stranger, you cannot eat of the Passover. You can't eat of the lamb. How does one forego being a stranger? He said it right here. He's got to get circumcised. How do you circumcise? There we go. One Torah. One law. One Torah shall be to him that is homeborn and to the stranger that sojourns among you. 
How do they circumcise? They have to come in and keep his commandments. I'll read that again. One Torah shall be to him that is homeborn and to the stranger that sojourns among you. And it's an inclusion. Mm -hmm. That means that we don't have two separate laws. Israel doesn't have a separate law from the Christians. Christian doesn't have a separate law from the Jews. It's all the same Torah. That means they must keep it if they want to be circumcised. If they want to partake of Messiah, they have to keep it. That goes back to the judgment. The word judgment means a judicial decision. It's when a judge decides a punishment for a person. That's eternal. That's until the new judge or the judge decides, hey, I'm going to revoke your sentence, whatever. And the judgment is, is determined by your action. Right. All right. So, for an example, if a judge says, I'm going to go ahead and release you, OR, it's called a own recognizance bond. If that person violates the bond, he comes back in before the judge. The judge has to make a decision. Either I can put you back out on OR and smack you on the hand, or I can sentence you to DOC for however many years. There has to be a remedy. All right. That's, There's got to be consequences for the action. Right. And that's what the, where the judgments come in. So with every commandment, there is a judicial decision. With every statute, every amendment, there is a judicial decision. The judgment is the remedy for the Torah and the, and the amendment statute. I'll read that again. Verse 48, when a stranger shall sojourn with you and will keep the Passover to Yahweh, let all his males be circumcised. Let them come near him, or let him come near and keep it, and he shall be as one that is born in the land. For no, here's the punishment, no uncircumcised person shall partake of the Passover. There's your remedy. What's the punishment of a or of a, of a stranger eating or partaking of the Passover? No, let's look at it real quick. Well, if he's not circumcised. Exodus 12, we'll go back to verse 19. Here is the punishment for those that do not keep the commandment or the uh, amendment. Seven days. Shall there be no leaven found in your houses? Whosoever eats that which is leavened, and this is the same remedy for partaking of the Passover when you're uncircumcised. Okay. That soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is a stranger or born in the land. And what that means is, basically, they will not partake of the promises. They won't partake of the benefits. All right. So if we are, let's let's say, 
we are keeping the statutes, judgments, and so on. A stranger comes in and says, hey, um, I want to learn about Yahweh, but I'm not going to keep the commandments. I'm not going to keep the feast days. You're wasting your time. You're not going to learn anything. Literally, you're not going to learn anything. Because you've already decided against his judgments and said, "Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do what he told me to. Let him punish me." Well, if he is our life and he is the length of our days, then he has every right to shorten your day. Yep. Right. Right. All right. Leviticus 16. I think, I really think that Christianity is having an issue, for one, they're childish, but they're having an issue with the fact they don't want to be told what to do. And that's not how this works. That's the, Liberty is not in not being told what to do. Liberty is in knowing his statutes and commandments and knowing what your limitations are. Yeah, what you can and can't do. Right. I mean... Under the Constitution of the United States, which is, this is ironic, they have no problem keeping the, the, the Constitution, but they have a problem with keeping his Constitution. Does that make any sense? No. They want to be free to do as they please within their own, within the confines of the law, the Constitution, but they don't want to be free to dwell within the confines of the commandments. It's it, it literally is yeah, it's so much easier, and there's more liberty and more freedom with the commandments than there is with the Constitution. Anyway, Leviticus 16, verse 29. Let me get there. This is a statute forever to you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your soul. What does the word afflict mean? Oh, persecute. The Hebrew word is Anna. And it means to force or to chasten self. In other words, you, you force yourself to do things you don't normally or wouldn't normally do. In other words, if you don't like cleaning the house, you force yourself to clean the house. If you normally, typically, are selfish, that one day you force, not one day, but from that day forward, you for, it's, this is basically like a new year. You basically, from this day forward, say, I decide I'm not going to be selfish anymore. You got to stick to it, though. You got to stick to it. That's where the judgment comes in. Uh, you shall afflict your soul and do no work at all in your own country or a stranger that sojourns among you. That day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse, to cleanse you and clean, clean you from all your sins before Yahweh. It is a Sabbath of rest to you, and you shall afflict your souls by a statute forever. It's an amendment forever.
The priest whom he shall anoint, and whom he shall consecrate to minister in the priest's office, in his father's stead, shall make the atonement, shall put on the linen clothes, even the holy garments. He shall make an atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make an atonement for the tabernacle of the congregation, for the altar, and he shall make an atonement for the priest and for all the people of the congregation. This is an everlasting statute. To make an atonement for the children of Israel for their sins once a year. In other words, every year we are supposed to observe the Day of Atonement. And it is a judgment. I mean, that is that is the day that we are making a judicial decision what we're going to do for the rest of that year. All right. Uh, go to 18. Chapter 18. Verse 1. Yahweh spake to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say unto them, I am Yahweh your Elohim. After, after the doings of the land of Egypt, wherein you dwelt, shall you not do. Everything that the Egyptians did, we are not supposed to do. Alright? After the doings of the land of Canaan, whither I bring you, shall you not do. Neither shall you walk in their Amendments, statutes. It's easier to follow it and be like everybody else. All right, but watch this, because both of these are right here in the United States today. Egypt and and Canaan were both communist countries. Socialist, they were. That's exactly what Biden and them are pushing for right now. The, to go right back to the land of Egypt and Canaan. No wonder he's saying he wants Trump out of there with his evil ways. Yep. Watch this. You shall not you shall not walk in their ordinances. You shall do my judgments. My you should go by my decisions. Hello. Do what I decide. And keep my amendments to walk therein. I am Yahweh Elohim. You shall keep my statutes, my decisions, which if a man do, he shall live in them. In them is not in there. Just a little heads up. If a man do my statutes and my judgments... My decisions, he shall live. And I love how he signed that right after that. Yahweh. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say, I am the Lord or I am Yahweh. It says, Yahweh. In other words, he attached his name to it. He said, this is my decision. Signed, Yahweh. Can't get any plainer than that. Nope. Uh, Leviticus 26. Verse 
verse 14. If you will not hearken to me. Again, what does the word hearken mean? Listen. To listen and obey. If you will not hearken to me and will not do these commandments or do this, these uh, amendments <clears throat> and shall despise my statutes, my, my amendments, if your soul abhor my decisions. You know, you can, you can abhor a judge's decision. Well, when a judge in the land makes a decision and you abhor it, it means you're not doing it. You're not going to keep it. You're going to despise what he said. Um, I'm not going to mention any names, but I had a guy, well, had a prisoner, inmate. Uh, no matter what the judge said, he was not going to keep it. The judge ordered him to stay out of Ozark County and said, look, we're done. If you come back into the county, we will have you arrested. And he goes, you'll spend the rest of your days in my jail. What do you do? He's been seen six times since. He still wanted to do what he wanted to do. He, still, he despises his judgments. We do the same thing to Yahweh. Christianity has done it since its inception. All right. Watch this. If you despise my statutes or your soul abhor my judgments so that you will not do all my commandments, there's the trifecta, the statutes, commandments, and judgments, mm -hmm. but you break my covenant. Well, you broke it. He didn't. The trifecta is a covenant. All three are a covenant. So anytime you see it mentioned in Scripture, that the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments, that's a, that's a covenant. Alright? What was the covenants he gave to Abraham? The same covenants he gave to Moses. The same, same covenants he gave to the children of Israel. The same covenants he gave to the apostles and the disciples through Yahushua. It's the same covenant. It's the same statutes, judgments, and commandments. Well, he doesn't change. He doesn't change. For him to change would make him an unjust judge. Mm -hmm. All right, now watch this. I also will do this to you. If you break my covenant and don't keep my statutes, commandments, and judgments, I will do this to you. I will appoint over you terror. That word terror is Bahala. And it means destruction or panic, trouble. We call that in today's society anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what it means, panic. It's anxiety. I've suffered with it. I know what it means. I will appoint over you. That word appoint means to visit you. I will visit you. Or I will visit a point. Or I will visit upon you. It's just a visitor. Is everybody following it? Anxiety is just a visitor. Consumption. 
the burning ague, and that word ague is, or the burning ague is catacath, and it means inflammation. That's also the same that we get rheumatoid arthritis and cancer from. Same word. Notice the the Hebrew word pakad, a point. It's just a visitor. Yeah, because it comes and goes. All right. Cancer is just a visitor. Why? Because somewhere we broke his covenant. Somewhere we're not keeping his judgments. All right. That shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and you shall sow your seed. And sorrow of heart, by the way, is depression. You shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. Well, who's our enemy? Is mankind our enemy? No. Um. Mankind is our brothers and sisters. Right. So who's our enemy? It's those that we can't see. The demons and They're eating off of us. They're eating all of our seed. All right. I will set my face against you. You shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you, and you shall flee when none pursues. If you will not yet for all this hearken to me, then I will punish you seven times more for the sin. If you go down through here, I mean, he just, he's trying to get us to listen. And again, the word hearken means to listen and obey. He's trying to get us to hearken to him. And every time we break it, seven more times. Seven more times. Seven more times. But I found it interesting here where the word appoint means just a visitor. It's He's just visiting. That's all it is. The diseases, the sicknesses, the firm, it's all just visitors. They don't have to stay. Well, basically, you say, okay, where did I screw up, and how can I change this? Yep. Once it hits you, you say, uh-oh, I did something wrong. Now i got to go back and try and figure out what it is. Yep. Straighten it out. Yep. And the one thing I've noticed with Christianity is that they, their excuse for not keeping the Torah is the fact that we don't have Levitical priesthood here anymore. That's their excuse. Well, we do have the Levitical priesthood. We've got even a greater priesthood, which is the Melchizedek, which is still here today. Melchizedek doesn't change what the Levites did. Yeah. All we did was alter, or didn't alter, we changed the sacrifice. It's now us instead of the sacrifice animal. It's no different. All right. Uh, verse 19. I will break the pride of your power. I will make your heaven as iron, your earth as brass. In other words, your prayers aren't going anywhere. Yeah. Your strength shall be spent in vain, for your land shall not yield her increase. Neither shall the trees of the land yield their fruits. If you walk contrary to me and will not hearken to me, I will bring seven 
years more plagues upon you according to your sins. So every seventh year, he opens it up to where we can hear. I don't know about every seventh year, but I know this year they won't listen to anything. They will not listen. Watch this. I mean, you can smack them upside the head mm -hmm. with a two-by-four. They will not listen. Nope. I will also send wild beasts among you, which shall rob you of your children and destroy your cattle and make you few in number, and your highways shall be desolate. If you will not be reformed by me by these things, but will walk contrary to me, then will I also walk contrary to you and will punish you yet seven years more. So he's showing us a pattern here. Every jubilee or every seventh year, something's yeah. going to change. Yeah. All right. Whether mom knows it or not, she is in the first seven years. I don't think she knows that, but I'll, I will read this again. Starting at verse 14 is where he starts the negative. All right. I will visit you, the consumption, the terror, the burning ague, which again is the inflammations, the cancer, and it sh that shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and you shall sow your seed in vain, and your for your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you, and you shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you, and you shall flee when none pursues. If you will not yet for all this hearken to me, then I will punish you seven more years for your sins. So we're still in the seven, seven years, all right? And that was one of the things he was showing me this morning was we are still in the first seven years. The first seven? The first seven years. If I can get her or get to her to explain that to her, I'm hoping she'll realize, hey, this is where we got to go. All right. Any questions? There's a problem, though, because when we were young growing mm -hmm. up, we didn't follow any of this. Oh, I know. But we didn't know. So right. We're still held responsible. Yep, because it's up to us. He is our life. I mean, if we want to live long in the land and we want to obey him, we've got to go back and search it out. we got to start keeping it. Yeah. So, I mean, um, hang on. I did 26, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I did 26. 